0: What's Bill Murray's uh, best role?
1: Bill Murray's best role? Mm-hmm. Andy, you want to go first?
2: Well, you can't ever fault Big Ernie McCracken. Kingpin? Mm. I knew... I, I, yeah, you kind of knew that was I coming. I knew that that was coming. You ever seen Quick Change? No. He's a bank robber that dresses up as a clown? <laughs> oh, boy. Can't ever Pretty good. That. How about what about Bob? Oh my gosh,
1: I I've totally forgot what about, about what it, you've never seen, what about <laughs> Bob? with? I never really thought I could be. We'd like to give a special thanks to our sponsor, Rode Microphones. Rode is an Australian-based company with a great U.S. team making quality consumer and professional audio equipment. Here at Two Weird Camera Beards, Tom and I host the show using two Rode pod mics and a Rodecaster Pro for mixing and stings. If you're interested in Rode audio equipment, Midwest Photo is an authorized reseller, and you can find their equipment to purchase or learn more by going to MPEX.com and searching Rode. That's MPEX.com. Search R-O-D-E.
0: And a special thank you to Ray Sherlock for our intro music and all of the other music that you hear when we're not talking. If you dig his tunes like I do, head over to his Bandcamp page. It's raysherlock.bandcamp.com. If you have any uh, difficulty with the spelling, don't worry, we'll put a link in the show notes as well. Thanks, Ray.
1: Mm -hmm. all right good morning gentlemen hey we have a special guest with us today it's miss it's (laughs) (laughs) it's our imaging specialist mr andy hop how you doing andy
2: well doing well except for my name oh (laughs) andy hoppy it's andy hoppy that is right
1: that is andy hoppy he even told me that on friday because we had a whole conversation about your 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 uh the pronunciation of your last name that's right it is andrew hoppy everybody our special guest which i will never ever ever get the last name wrong again oh i
0: don't don't believe that
3: yeah
1: oh geez well with that Let's get into it. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Um, what's up? What's good? What's new? With me? With any of you.
0: You were looking like deeply into my eyes, though.
1: I'll look deeply into Andy's.
0: Okay, Andy, what's up? What's yeah. new? Uh, How's life been?
2: <laughs> so far, so good. Yeah? Personal note, my wife's doing great. For anybody Ooh. that knows, she broke her leg a few weeks back, or about a month back now she's starting to walk which is fantastic that's awesome man um and you, it was on a was it on a hike yep we were out hiking and unfortunately stepped in a little hole twisted her ankle she heard a snap and oof. we were horrified oof well
1: i'm glad she's doing better and that's that's good to hear that she's recovering well yeah that's got to be painful definitely so painful yes she is the toughest <laughs> person i know by far <laughs> awesome tom what's new
0: not much, just kind of more of the same. Yeah. Just lots of, uh, oh, uh, I do have, I I think I'm going to save this one. I'm going to save it for the next podcast because I should, yeah.
1: Is it Columbus Blue Jackets oriented?
0: No, it's not. Okay. But we do have a fellow Columbus Blue Jackets fan on the podcast this time as well.
1: Is it Andy Hoppy? This yes, is. <laughs> <laughs> hockey is fun. Yeah. Yeah. You know what else that, is, so you share hockey with him. You know what I share with him? What's that? Star Wars. That's right. Yeah. Oh yeah. And we had a baller, baller Mandalorian episode this past week.
0: Yeah.
2: Can't wait for Ahsoka.
1: Yep. Ahsoka Tano. I haven't seen a, any of the a new former episodes. former Jedi's coming back. They had Bo-Katan Kreeze. the Kreeze family, a very prominent Mandalorian family. Oh my gosh, it's just so good.
0: So do you just have your little like uh, piece of metal like your my Beskar? Beskar. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. just have that and you like. You've got that in your popcorn, and you're watching it with your. I with mean, Ashley and I don't. I don't. Typi-
1: I don't typically like.
2: Your best car sits on your mantle.
1: Yeah, I actually am having a woodworker. Like one of my friends <laughs> does a lot of woodworking, mm-hmm. and she um, she's actually carving me a methosaur skull with the tusks pointed out so that it holds the beskar ingot. What happens when you
0: then get a piece of armor made from the Beskar, though? Well,
2: I'm not going to get a piece of armor <laughs> made from the Beskar because I am not Mandalorian. Yeah, could be uh, a I,
1: I do appreciate their creed and would follow it. But
0: <laughs> Do you guys think anyone's still listening at this point? <laughs>
2: a podcast with Star Wars? <laughs> I think it just, uh, the listenership just rocketed. <laughs> yep. I
0: thought I-, I clicked on a photography podcast <laughs> over here.
1: Um, so last week we talked about uh, yeah let's let's dive into photography then as Tom's so eager to get out of the Star Wars realm here. Um, last week we talked about upgrading uh, that was a that was an interesting episode we talked uh, talked a few things out about uh, different levels of upgrading and this week we are we brought uh, Andy in because uh, Andy's our imaging specialist does a lot of our printing here and today we're going to be talking about uh, printing. Um, now Andy. You've been our imaging specialist here at Midwest. How long? How long have you been in that role? About three years. Three years, and, um, and prior to that, you were you were into photography, right? And yes. How I I before we like dive into like some conversational starters, on a level of one to ten, how important do you think it is for people who shoot to print their work?
2: Well, of course, I'm going to say a ten, but <laughs> for most people, probably about an eight. Yeah, because you you. Looking at a screen is one thing. You don't really, since everything's on a screen, it's not really much of a, what's the best way to put it, not much of a special, it's not exciting. Yeah. But when you get a print in your hand and you really get a look at it and you see the detail there, it's not just pixels on your phone. It's nice to have a physical copy that just resonates with you.
1: Yeah. And have have you just been doing digital printing or have you ever done darkroom printing?
2: Oh, darkroom printing somewhat, but that was a long time ago and (laughs) I have forgotten everything about how to do that. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: I was kind of thinking the same thing with the, the way you were describing it. Like we take thousands of photos every day or I guess not every day, but we take thousands of photos all the time and like, you're just scrolling through them and to print a couple of them out or a few of them out, like you're actually like solidifying that, that, image Mm -hmm. so that you're seeing it more frequently and it is more special
2: just printed one for tom yesterday nice yeah i was gonna say yeah Yeah, i've been doing a little bit of printing uh 30 (laughs) centimeter or 50 centimeters by 70 centimeters or something
0: you
1: you gave him a a print and centimeter do you know what i got a metric frame
0: (laughs) (laughs) did you order it from england no i bet you could guess where i got the frame from it's up 71 big blue and yellow building Oh geez. <laughs> I wanted a big oh, frame God. and honestly like I think that down the road I'll probably get a better frame for the print but it's uh it's a print that I made from an image that I took up in Erie PA uh, up out on this peninsula there's like a nice little hiking area and there was a lighthouse that looked pretty cool and yeah I'll post a photo once I get it up on the wall
1: that poses a really interesting question. When you're, when you're Andy, when you're working in our imaging department and you're looking at imagery on the screen and you're just gonna get it printed and everything, um, you know, you use both Capture One and you use uh, Photoshop. Uh, on your rulers on the side, do you use metric or use use imperial measurements?
2: Uh, imperial, but <laughs> it's obviously enough. You can flip one switch and you got metric, so That's true. it really doesn't matter. I just can't.
1: I can't believe Tom bought a frame in in metric. Sweden's on the metric system. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, IKEA. Uh, Right. (laughs) (laughs) Maddie, our executive producer, gave us some really cool conversational starters, and I kind of just want to dive into those for this episode and and pick Andy's brain when it comes to printing. The one thing I'll I'll preface everything with is, um, you know, I think Andy's right when it comes to the importance. He says it's ten. For other people, it's like 8 out of 10, the importance of printing your work. If you think about how often some of you guys upgrade your iPhones or your your smartphones, whether that's Android or iPhone, I guess, um, how many pictures you take with that phone because, you know, you're upgrading and you're like, oh, look at how many more megapixels. Look how larger the sensor is. Look how many more lenses they've got on it. But we take photo after photo after photo with our phones. And honestly, it's easy to forget 80% of them. And unless you're printing, you're not really I I, I don't want to insult anybody, but if you're just taking pictures for the sake of taking pictures, are you really remembering it? Are you really cherishing that moment? Are you really um, appreciating what you're capturing? And I think printing is the expression of that appreciation. Yeah, Um,
0: it makes it meaningful to some degree. Yeah,
1: and it, it manifests that imagery into a physical form. Um, so I encourage you all to print your work shameless plug. If you want to print your work online, midwestphotopics.com. It's easy to have, um, prints made here in the store through that website. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's very easy to make gifts out of the imagery that you've created too. We have got puzzles and mugs and face masks and everything. So check out that website. Yeah. With that said, um, Tom, you want to take a, you take a few questions.
0: Yeah, sure. Uh, so Andy, where did you learn about printing and uh, print prepping?
2: To be honest, on the job here. Yeah? had no real experience before other than just printing at home. So everything I've learned has been on the job here with all the knowledgeable staff and customers. And I've gotten a lot of good information from our customers, which is fantastic.
0: Nice. Yeah. Very cool. Have you seen any, like, throughout that since you did learn here at Midwest Photo? Like, what kind of, have you noticed any, like, big drastic changes in digital printing
2: since starting? Uh, Really, it's just going to be the fact that the printers are getting so efficient that you can really take what might be a subpar file, should we say, (laughs) and make a fantastic print for the customer. That's awesome. That's one of the... That's probably the biggest by far.
1: Yeah. What uh, when you say subpar file, are we talking uh, uh, like bit depth, resolution? Like, what what do you mean by that? Both. Both.
2: Yep. So you'll have photos that you zoom in a bit, you notice they're a little bit fuzzy, a little bit blurry. The printer can actually bring some of that sharpness back in. Really. Correct some faults that might otherwise be there. Yeah. That's awesome. Interesting.
0: Have the printers themselves, like the Pro 100s and stuff like that, have they become more accessible since you've started, or have they always been kind of the entry?
2: Well, that is just the entry-level one. Yeah. That's, that's pretty much where Canon has decided that they want you to have a printer so that you buy their ink. Yeah. And But uh, some of the higher-end ones, the prices are coming down, so it is... A little easier for the consumer to have a much higher end printer than what they've had in the past That's
1: cool nice
0: in your opinion like why why should we be printing if we live in such a digital like if you could send a picture like on your phone to a family member like why print it instead and mail it to them like do you do you see like a significant yeah
2: yeah, and it's, it's, like we said before, it, it really is more special that you have a physical copy because you can look at a screen all day, every day, which pretty much everybody does. They don't put their phone down. Mm-hmm. They're just scrolling through things. And when you're scrolling through, like you said, are you really taking that in? Right. And one of the nice things is with unfortunate COVID going on, we've seen a lot more people printing so that they have a lot more keepsakes so that they really have something to give to people that they can't see in person. Yeah. So once again, it just goes back to just being more special to have that copy that you can hold.
0: Yeah. I could definitely see that, especially like, it's kind of the difference between like a handwritten, getting a handwritten letter and like an email. Like it's just,
1: yeah. And I think this is something that like, if I could expand here a little bit, I, I, I've been trying to take more steps to be more conscious of what I capture. You know, I did that with we we talked about back in our film episode where I, after a mm-hmm. film episode, I bought that Canonet to shoot film on, and that may has made me more dis, like uh, like selective. Yeah, very selective about what I'm doing, how I'm framing. Um, and then I think the next step I want to do because you know I'm 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 transitioning to a new camera Mm -hmm. is i want to start taking what i'm capturing being more decisive and and particular about what i capture but then also taking it to the next step in printing because i feel like i'm doing this in phases where i'm you know first i've it was before i was just shoot 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 shoot, hand it off to the client whatever i'm done and now i want to be i want to dive deeper into it by being selective about what I capture and then being selective and, and, and printing what I want to. So, um, I think it's a, it's a phased step and, uh, hopefully photographers out there will start doing that a little bit more.
2: Yeah. When you take the steps, the nice thing there is you have less post-production that you have to do. You're Mm -hmm. not wasting time with that. And it just makes everything that you do easier.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, do you remember your first print,
2: Andy? Uh, Got to say no. <laughs> <laughs> that's been a while. But I'm going to assume that it was of one of my dogs. Yeah. yeah. I think that's fair Fair to say. Yeah. Um, unless you count, uh, if you want to say that Polaroid's printing, kind of.
1: Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Then
2: that'd be about five years old.
1: Yeah. <laughs> was it a, like a 600, SX70? Well, What did you have?
2: I was
1: five. <laughs> you're like, I don't remember, <laughs> man. <laughs> yep. um,
2: no memory on that.
1: Just to touch on your dogs, I want to give a shout out to your awesome dogs. Um, I assume you're talking about... Uh, Thornley and Leica. Yeah, Thornley and Laika. Uh If you've ever been into our store and you've heard a dog bark and it vibrates your chest, it's uh, probably Andy's dog, Thornley, which we have featured on our Instagram for two weird camera beards. Yeah. <laughs> He's a beautiful... Uh, is it a Rhodes- Rhodesian Ridgeback? Ridgeback. Yep. yep. And is a... Uh, Whippet. It. Whippet, it. yep. And if yeah. you
2: come in and stand next to me at my printing section, there is a fairly life-size photo of Thornley ah, yes. showing you all our print sizes. Yeah. 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 Such a good doggo. Yeah. He's, He's special. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any way you want to take the word, is
1: <laughs> Do you have a, um, whether that's like a customer's uh, a print job, uh, and and you could talk about it a uh, a little bit anonymously for the customer, or something that on your own that you've had that you've your favorite print job or for project to work on in terms of printing?
2: Uh, with that, um, a good portion of them. There's not necessarily one that would stick out for customers because we get such a fantastic assortment of artists that come through here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's amazing what I get to see every single day, what I get to print, what I get to scan. Mm-hmm. And I guess if, if I just want to throw somebody out there that I enjoy doing his work, we've got an artist named Chris Zanger. Mm. That If you come in and he has uh, work that he does where he will disassemble flowers, take massive amounts of patience, set them down, get some wonderful photos, and then brings them in, we get some prints. And it's pretty spectacular to see because I know the effort that he's put into it. Mm-hmm. So it kind of means a little bit more that way. Yeah, yeah.
1: That's this and his stuff's really cool. We'll we'll link it in the show notes. Yeah. Um, do you find that people are kind of on that same note? Are are people when they come into print? You know, we see customers like that. We see customers like Jeremy Lau. Are they printing for like gallery work or for their own pleasure? Or is there? Are are you seeing more consumer based printing? Or are you seeing more professional based printing?
2: Uh, just by sheer numbers, it's just consumers going to be yeah. just by sheer numbers. But we, we do have quite a bit of artists that come through here. Uh, we do canvases for a lot of them. Uh, metallic prints for a lot of the customers that they are selling. Um, and then we'll, we'll get the downer, of course. We do a lot of funeral prints. Mm. And it's good so that people know that this we can do this. We have a fast turnaround time, so if you are a sudden unfortunate incidents happened and you need something for that we can get it to you very very quickly yeah so it's something that like i said unfortunately it's a downer but that's something that we can really help a lot of people with
1: yeah yeah for sure and that's i think that's that's a really nice thing uh that you do where you know if somebody comes in and they say hey we've got this going on this weekend we need it last minute you've always been awesome about yeah uh,
2: yeah and it's and any of the other customers that we have are going to understand if that's going to jump the line to be able to print something. Cause that is excessively important.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um,
0: the, there's been times too, like to kind of on, on the same subject, but kind of jumping around a little bit, uh, there's been times where I walk past you and there's like the cool, like you've got a stack of negatives or like glass plates or what, or like 10 types and all kinds of stuff that like you, I don't know. It's kind of cool to see, like, really history that's, like, under, like, just in someone's house, then kind of digging it up and bringing it in and yeah, scanning of, through it.
2: One of the favorite projects is there was a customer that brought in, and I believe it's for 1934, 1934, 1936, uh, her, I can't remember if his aunt or mother. Did a solo trip around the world, whoa, and scanned her uh, photos, her whole uh, album that she made of that entire trip.
0: That's insane! That is spectacular.
2: That is that is absolutely wild.
1: That's so cool. Bonkers, even. Um, (laughs) You know, I had to say it. Wow. Um, with with that said, I think it's important to point out, um, you know, when we say imaging department, I think a lot of people, and and this is where I'm going to kind of reverse back and explain a little bit, because I think sometimes people they kind of get lost in what we're talking about here. And when we mm-hmm. say imaging department, our imaging department's a little different than, than most people. Um, you know, you'll hear print services or printing area in, in some stores, but Andy truly is is somebody who who dabbles in everything imaging. You've you scan plates you scan film um with our high resolution epson scanners um we've got i mean basic printing Mm -hmm. but like kiosk printing right but we also do Mm -hmm. video conversion now we've got several different video conversion devices that you that you handle so this is a full service imaging department rather than just printing off four by sixes
0: plus andy does some hefty some hefty uh lifting with like the With, like, the restoration, yeah. I was gonna say restoration, like, it's insane what I've been able to, like, I don't know, almost tattered and kind of beat to pieces, like, images lots
2: of of torn up photos that come through and hopefully make them look new. Yep, and Uh, that's one of the most fun aspects of the job, too, because usually that's not going to be just some random little photo, mm -hmm. we'll have some. Uh, circuit camera photo from, like, 1910 of uh, uh, Army Base. Yeah. And it's just, like I said, the things I see are s- so much fun.
1: Yeah. What's the, um, What's the, like, the oldest image you think you've come across from somebody? Because you've done, I mean, there's, like, glass plates that you've done and everything, but can you do you know, like, a, a time frame of being like, this is the oldest thing I think I've ever printed?
2: Uh, actually, it's probably something... Of my own. Uh, in my wife's family, there are they had a photo studio in their pharmacy. Oh wow, pretty much from when photography started. And I've scanned a lot of the items from that they had and That's so some cool. tin types and uh, easily from 1860s, 1870s. Wow. But yeah and then but yeah it's, it's quite amazing how many people have that bring in cabinet cards. And things from the 1880s, 1890s. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how much this stuff has lasted. Which, once again, printing?
0: Yeah. It's archival. Stays around, archival. <laughs> yep. You don't have it
2: where your phone craps out and you lose everything. Hey, you've still got your print.
1: Yep. That's why it's important to print. Yes. Hashtag, yeah. hashtag print. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you ever made... So you do, you do the restorations. You do... Um, you, know, you scan, you print, you do all these things. Has there ever been a time where you've just
2: really messed up? You made a mistake? Oh, sure. Um, <laughs> if you've ever put the paper upside down, in reader, <laughs> it is quite fascinating.
0: We used to have this image on
2: display. And it show. sat for, what, about close to a month before it was dry? Yeah. yeah. So it was a, a gentleman's photo of the canals in Venice. <laughs> and the photo itself was fantastic. The upside down print was a spectacular Van Gogh.
0: Yeah. It's all swirly and bleeding yep, into were other mm-hmm. colors. Yep, yeah. It and it took
2: fantastic. how
1: long to dry? Probably about a month. <laughs> <laughs> and even then it was a pretty uh like you could probably scratch it off, yeah, right? Yeah, don't touch that. <laughs> <laughs> It'll
2: be stained for a while. Yeah.
0: And that's like yeah, the the paper surfaces that you get for inkjet printing are are coded for a reason yes yeah
2: if it doesn't have a coating it is horrifying it's gonna be wild
1: all that to say if if andy messes up he's gonna fix it for you <laughs> yeah. that, is, that is correct you didn't deliver that print <laughs> oh no
2: we we, pr- we printed another one he thought it was cool
1: but yeah. yeah oh cool he what's was... this filter you put on yeah, exactly <laughs> <laughs> it's a great gossip blur you got there.
0: So uh on that I guess uh, with with all of the ways that you could deliver something screwed up and you could deliver something that's completed and restored and all that what what kind of things can can we do to to make printing easier for you if I'm just delivering like something from my SD card for my camera or something like that what what makes it easy on you
2: well, let's let's start with the obvious one. Screenshot Rat- off of <laughs> yeah. Instagram yeah, and screenshot. email it to you. Yes.
1: <laughs> Tips are nothing. Yeah.
2: Ratios, ratios and ratios.
1: Oh, wow. So make sure it's cropped properly before yes. we give it to you.
2: Know that you're going to lose some image like portion of the image if you're one in an 8x10 because mm-hmm. your camera's shooting in 2x3. I can't tell you how many times people send me images that don't fit the size that they want and they tell me to just crop it. Yep. <laughs> how? Exactly. exactly. Uh, the, the I don't know how that's just like You're just, not gonna have a hand if I print it. this. Just let me know. <laughs> yeah. Uh
1: my my so my wife uh I'm not gonna say it, Tom. It
0: took everything in me to not do a Borat impression. <laughs> <Just then. laughs> My wife,
1: she's also in in the printing biz, and um, she'll have customers say, "Well, just don't don't crop it, just print it as is." So they'll get an eight by ten with white bars on the sides or the top and bottom, and then they'll complain. Yep. So. Andy's right. If you're going to ask us to print something uh, that is not a uh, two to three ratio, right? Am Generally, I, yep. yeah. For yeah. most cameras, usually. Yep. So if it's not a four by six, um, mm-hmm. crop it, please.
0: Yeah. Or at least, yeah. Know what yourself... So, I guess...
2: W- know what to expect.
0: Yeah. Which I, I guess we're here to kind of help you through that, too. So yeah. we will definitely help you along the way because I know... Image ratios can be a little confusing, especially when you get into like four thirds.
1: Or if you're not good at math like me. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or like,
0: or when you accidentally buy a metric sized frame. There like, you go. <laughs> How'd I do, Andy? <laughs>
2: well, since, like I said, I can plug in those centimeters. So, boom, oh, no problem. Easy as can be. That's great. Um,
1: do so would you say digital printing is, is your preferred method or do can you say that you have like your favorite type of printing would be like tintype or cyanotype or just general black and white dark room? Would you say digital printing is your favorite? Well, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's the easiest. Yes, Yes it is. (laughs) Yeah. So you're not dealing with any, uh, any chemicals other than ink really.
2: Um, Nothing that's going to kill me.
1: Yeah. Is there is there any kind of uh, strange request that you've ever gotten? Like, can I print this in glow in the dark? Or
2: you remember those old fuzzy black light photos, <laughs> <laughs> black light, black light posters? Yep. And as you're mentioning that, we actually had somebody that asked about that last week. Are you serious? Yep. Oh wow. No way. Yep. They wanted to uh, print with ink that they could throw their black light on and have glow in the dark prints.
1: Wild. Is uh, I mean there's obviously sure. there's such thing but we don't have those capabilities right no yeah <laughs> no we do not so it's
0: probably getting more into like screen printing right
3: uh,
1: i would think so or or press yeah i don't i don't know who knows i'm not sure not i not, yeah <laughs> that that uh, that's, a, that's an interesting industry to kind of dive into though. black and black and white or uh, not black glow in the dark yeah
2: It'd be fun.
1: It would be fun. It would be really interesting. Although I'd, I'd be curious what the ink looks like and what, what it's made of.
2: How long it lasts.
1: Yeah. Or, or like how long how it needs much to be charged. much to kill my machine.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: um, when it comes to, uh, so we've talked about like the common mistakes that people make when it comes to to cropping. Is, is there like a secondary mistake that somebody can make when it comes to uh, giving you a file and being like, this isn't going to work? What, what other mistakes can somebody make?
2: Uh, Some people have a little bit of issue with their resolution. So if they're exporting it from Lightroom, they might hit the wrong button and have essentially a thumbnail, which Mm. obviously you can't print much larger than a thumbnail. Yeah. Um, Other parts, not so much mistakes, but uh, I'm sure we'll get back to something like this or go to something like this. Calibrating your screen. Hmm people see a certain color on their screen and when the print is in there they get aggravated that's usually because their screen is not calibrated and too bright yeah yeah your print is not backlit your screen is a little
1: psa on on, on calibration and screen calibration if you've got a laptop don't bother
2: yeah it's a little <laughs> it's a little bit more difficult yeah <laughs> um yeah because you're cause always y- changing location you're right? always
1: changing locations you're always it's always turning on and off because you're opening and closing the laptop and it's just if you truly want the experience of editing and proper color you need to have a desktop monitor and you need to allow it time to to boot up mm-hmm. and then you need to be Unless editing yeah. You buy, can you kind of buy an iso yeah, oh yeah, yeah. that's like the mercedes of
2: yeah and then we sell calibrators and rent calibrators
1: we rent calibrator I was mm-hmm, not aware do. of the renting yes, we do renting the renting portion. is
2: only like uh, 10 or $15 for a weekend
1: oh wow yep. that's a so steal right that's there that's
2: much much cheaper than buying one and you can constantly use it and still
1: what calibrator do we rent
2: uh, X-Rite uh, Color oh, Monkey okay. and uh, we've got one of the uh, Data Color Spider 5's
1: nice yeah mm-hmm. nice those are great I've used both um, today I learned we rent calibrators yeah that's actually really cool yeah that's uh that's probably one of
0: our most like rented like story like retail things hmm. that we've got. Yeah. Uh so and on that I would also add like I've seen you, Andy, uh talk a lot about people who put their camera on auto white balance and shoot for an entire day. And yes, then...
2: I want to beat them all. <laughs> <laughs> um, Oof. Cause there's nothing like, quite like editing somebody's photos where it's like that and you have to find a white balance for every single one because they want them all to look the same. Yeah. Nightmare.
1: Yikes. Yikes, yikes, yikes. Yeah. Uh, and wait, I mean, the other nice, it, it, that's why it's important to shoot in RAW. That's why it's important to use something like a color checker, get consistent colors uh, in camera. Um, I want to kind of reverse course here back to what we were talking about when it came to a common mistakes that people can make. Um, it, you mm-hmm. brought up resolution and accidentally exporting like a thumbnail. When it comes to lower resolution files, like we've got cameras that shoot uh, 10 megapixels, 12 megapixels, 20, 40, 50 megapixels, now 100. But a lot of people shoot on their phones and they want to print these off. What, when we're talking about The last two years of iPhones or the last two years of Android phones. Realistically, what size, because that's going to be a most common question. How large can I print this?
2: And unfortunately, it's almost file by file to what to tell you. Yeah. Because depending on what they shot it, what their setting was, whether it was bright, whether it was dark. Yep. There are so many different factors that can make it difficult to print with a phone yeah file yeah um but that being said with some of these you can actually go pretty big and -hmm. if you've shot in panorama mode uh i have done from some of the iphones uh like 12 by 24 prints oh nice things like that so yeah if you take the time on the photo you can print yeah decently sized yes but if you're just going out there click 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 Probably not. Yeah.
0: Especially like indoors and stuff like that. Yep. Yeah.
2: Any, or, anything really low light because yeah. you do get so much pixelization. Yeah. And it. Just I mean, it doesn't
0: even look that great on the phone, right? No.
1: Right. No. Yeah. If you actually zoom in, like the new iPhones mm-hmm. have like the night mode. Mm-hmm. If you zoom into some of those images, it's a lot of computational like resolution and, and just kind of guessing work like for the phone. artifacting and, and all that. so like, yeah. it looks really nice when you don't zoom in. Yeah. And it's cool if you just want to post that to Instagram, but yeah. forget about printing it. Yeah, Forget about printing anything in night mode.
2: And, and you don't have to have a high resolution for a screen to be clear. Yeah. Which is a huge difference because you can have half as much resolution on your screen. It looks fantastic. You print it out and it just looks like an 80s video game. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, especially like uh, need like 72 DPI for a screen, 300 for a decent, for a good print.
2: Yep. Yeah. You, can, you can get away with about 150 on a decent print. Yeah. Uh, that's going back to where I was saying how the printers are so efficient. They can make up for that lack of resolution somewhat.
1: Yeah. I wanna I wanna touch on what you just said. DPI? Dots per inch. You mean PPI, because printers do dots per inch. Screens do PPI, pixels that's per right.
2: inch. Yeah. Yeah, tomato tomato.
1: Oh sheesh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a debate that would that would uh dive deeper than American politics, I think. <laughs> <laughs> wow. i don't i don't know about that (laughs) um so you use use i think capture one and uh photoshop and lightroom over there in in the imaging what uh what's your preference what what do you like to use oh just photoshop
2: i just that's what i've learned first on yeah and you tend to have the most control outside of a rip by using photoshop
1: out Uh, outside of a what
2: rip And, of course, you're going to ask me what RIP stands for, and I've forgotten already. (laughs) Raster Imaging Processor, Uh, something like that. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Where with those, you have, and that's going to be expensive software generally. Yeah. Where you can control basically every last piece of the printer. Yeah. You can control exactly how much ink comes out. You can control densities, everything.
1: Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Um, that's really interesting. So you can actually control the amount of ink. Yeah.
2: So if you're if you're printing something that comes out a little bit too yellow, you can go in there and you can decrease your yellow by like seven point eight five percent or something. Oh, that's pretty interesting. interesting. Yeah. Yep. That's pretty wild. And that's why it's also usually thousands of dollars. Yeah.
1: Huh. One might say that's bonkers. Second Quit it. second time in the episode. Quit it. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. Uh, so.
0: Uh, between like going to you and having you print something or uh, let me turn that off Uh, (laughs) between going to you and like having you print something for me or like whether it's a canvas, a normal like standard kind of luster print or like going and like getting my own printer, paper, ink, all that stuff. What, what is like the most cost effective for like a normal person that just wants to make prints?
2: Uh, us printing for you because obviously when we do it we have lower costs than what you have we've got larger uh, ink tanks we get better pricing on uh, papers other medias where we've done the initial output that you don't need to do yeah and you don't have to have the space for it you don't have to store the equipment you don't have to Store the media. You don't have to worry about your ink levels. You don't have to worry about uh, turning it on and it not working. Yeah, oh,
1: or or your inks drying up if you're not using them. Yes, which that is, is terrifying. Oof.
2: You could have a thousand dollar brick. Ugh, that's fun. Yeah, <laughs> that's a call that we get a lot. I haven't printed for a
1: year. And Why all, is my printer not working? And all the tubes are dried up. And yeah. Crusty ugh. And they're just
2: concrete at that point.
0: <gasps> I stored in my garage over the summer <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, But yeah, and I know that this is something that I feel like we should also mention if you buy your own paper You can decrease your cost by printing on if there's a specific paper that you like to use, right?
2: Yeah if you buy your paper uh, our printing prices we drop at 30% for you so that way even more savings huh. because it will it will save you a considerable amount more than that in the long run.
1: Wow. Yeah, especially we, if
0: you
2: get a paper roll. Yes. And paper rolls, you save anywhere from twenty five to forty percent over cut rolls. Yeah. Per cut paper sheets. That was weird.
1: <laughs> Has anybody um, kind of on that note? I, I assume somebody's probably brought you canvas before to print on. Um,
2: uh, usually, I don't. Ha- usually, if they want canvas printed on, I prefer that they buy it. Because canvas is a little bit more affected by how it's stored, oh, so okay, they could just have it sitting open out of a box, and yeah, there could be issues. It yeah.
0: absorbs humidity and stuff like that. Yeah,
2: it might not be able to take the ink as as well as it should, and it can flake off.
1: Hmm, interesting. Um, do we do we currently have any customers that are like stretching their own canvases?
2: Uh, actually, a lot of them. Really? Yep. Okay. Um, we can get stretcher kits. Uh, there's a few arts stores in town that have them. Yeah, yeah. And we have people that will just go do that. I applaud them because I'm <laughs> not doing that. You're like, ah, I'm not doing that. No, <laughs> so, not good at those type of things. I am not handy in those manners. Yeah.
1: Let's, uh, so if, if somebody, let's say somebody didn't want to make it easy and they, they truly enjoy the the craftsmanship of, of printing, which I, I consider you a, a craftsman, uh, you know, printing is a craft. If somebody was looking to get in on that, what would you say is a good like beginner? They want to, sh- they want to sh- print anything up to like a 16 by 20. What's a good starter printer that would, they w- they could grow into or.
2: Well, if you're going with that, you've, you've got, that could be a little bit larger than some people want to start. Okay. Cause that's going to be considered kind of a mid range on the consumers. Cause you're looking at 17 inch printers is going to put you in the $1,000, $1,200, $1,800 range, yeah. where your 13 by 19s are what bring people in. Um, Canon now it's the pro 200 that was just released. Yeah. And we then, just got a bunch of them in too. Yep. And then the uh, Epson, uh, see what theirs is the P 700 at the moment. Okay. Those would be the ones that bring you in. Um, you can start out. I don't think there's any rebates yet since they just started um let's put you start out 500 and go up from there okay so moderately priced to bring you in but they print fantastic yeah so you, you're you're not going to have any real issues you're going to love what you get the results out of you're just not going to be able to go really big yeah yeah
1: yeah i guess you could print off a bunch of little prints to make a big print <laughs> wow <laughs>
0: <laughs> do the tile tile yeah. them all together a little mosaic like the like we do with the IVs with the canon ivy printers have oh, you seen those yeah i've seen those out little stickers
1: yeah little tiling stickers that's, yeah
0: yep it could be fun
1: it could be if it, if that's your jam
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: um decipher for us. Cause there's, you know, some people might be listening to this and they're they I, I get my prints out of you or I, I do my own printing, but I know what this means. Mm. CMYK versus RGB.
2: Well, basically what I'll say is please never do anything. CMYK. <laughs> <laughs> most, most everything online. Uh, works with uh, sRGB mm-hmm. your color space. So when you throw CMYK in there, that will come out completely different than mm-hmm. what you see. And I mean, it's drastic. Your red might be like pink, purple. Oh pink. yeah. Yeah. It just gets processed in such a manner that makes things terrible. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. And, so <laughs> and, and you, you need to have a CMYK printer. So right. Cyan, magenta, yellow and black yeah so basically you don't have the other colors to really mix to get separation you can end up getting banding and such from that too Hmm. just please please just don't
0: yeah (laughs) the the, like gradients probably don't mix as well because it's not like when you're you're looking colors
2: yeah when you're looking at a real low-resolution file and you see that nice chunky blue band going across your sky oh yeah yeah well you're gonna get that that CMYK oh that's my favorite part of an image
1: (laughs) my favorite part of a landscape when I see that the chunky blue in the sky
2: yeah (laughs) looks like that wonderful scene when you first turn on your TV (laughs) (laughs) when I uh
0: when I was in college I did a uh I did like a documentary kind of series Uh, and i did it all at like the mechanicsburg firehouse because it was always on my way home from school and i just i saw that they had the garage doors open and i stopped by i took a bunch of pictures i was really proud of them and then i didn't realize that like i had my had photoshop and cmyk for the printing and i ended up doing it and it was like the bright red fire trucks were like a dark maroon and I'm like, what is going? <laughs> this is not at all what I intended.
1: Good job, Tom.
0: Yeah, it's great. Good job. Yeah.
1: Um, so kinda kinda just uh wrap up the the questions here on on printing. If mm. so you, you get your you get your printing done. And Tom, if you have other questions after this, I don't I don't care. You can keep going. No, I don't. Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
0: if, if the conversation strikes, you know.
1: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so you've you've got your printing done. You've either done it at home or we have had the magical Andy here do it for you. What what's the best way to store a print if you're not like framing and hanging it? Obviously, what what do you do?
2: Uh, mm. Like you always hear, anything acid-free. So we've got. We sell here some clear bags and clear boxes that you can store them in. So, uh, once again, that's pretty much the biggest thing is just acid-free. They also, I believe they're also UV blocking as well. Ooh, fancy. So, yeah, anything like that. Okay. Yeah. Not, flat, not or terribly excited.
0: flat or rolled for bigger
2: prints? Well, flat if you can manage it. Yeah. If you're obviously concerned for space, then roll them but if you roll them you can get uh, acid-free paper covered up so that you don't have the other parts of the surface touching
1: if you store flat large prints do you store them like i know i have i've got vinyl and i know never to store my vinyl like flat on a table rather like uh, vertical in a shelf you should always store vinyl vertically rather than flat, so it doesn't hmm. warp the, the vinyl. When it comes to prints,
2: what's the rule? Pretty much the same way. I mean, it's you just have to worry, and it, partially it's gonna depend on is there weight on there to keep it flat? Ah, good point. So if there's no weight on there, yeah, then set that up <laughs> perpendicular mm. and let it go there. Cool, cool. Do you have any
1: parting words for printers? Just bring it to me. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: especially if it's trains. Yes. Well,
2: mm-hmm. trains are always nice. Yeah, I appreciate them.
0: That's what I appreciate most about them. <laughs> what you appreciate about me?
2: <laughs>
1: oh boy.
0: About twenty percent off there. Oh boy.
1: <laughs> Tom, did you have any? Uh, did you have any other questions for Mister Hoppy over here?
2: careful
0: there's a there's a lot that i could mention that i think would would fire him up but
1: uh andy do, do you so we had mentioned that that you and tom share this passion of the columbus blue jackets a little bit earlier um do you do you play any hockey yourself or have you played
2: hockey yourself i played for about 20 years oh really yep not recently i messed up my knee <laughs> <laughs> and i'm old,
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're <not that> old. <laughs> what's uh it, tom tom was kind of educating me on the different uh, uh hockey stick or ho- twig material um did when you when you played what what material was your hockey stick made out of
2: well it's a composite so a few different ones but primarily fiberglass would be one of them okay super lightweight really strong yep beat somebody up really well with it <laughs> it's got a good. Flex. When, when you play,
1: right. when you played, did you did you get in altercations? You're
2: not allowed. Oh.
1: Yeah,
2: you're not allowed. What, uh, what
1: about the fighting I see on ESPN?
2: Well, that's professional ones, and they're allowed to fight.
1: Uh, if, I don't yeah. think
2: ESPN plays hockey either. Not anymore. <laughs> they they can drop that. They'll play but MMA, time.
1: but they won't play hockey. That doesn't make any sense.
2: Yep. <laughs> yeah, if you're if you're playing in adult league in Columbus, they will kick you out if you fight. Oh wow! And it costs you way too much to lose games. Huh. Today I learned. Doesn't doesn't mean you can't like elbow somebody here and there. But yeah.
0: So uh, I I do have a question.
1: Okay. Is it do hockey you, or photo related? It's
0: photo related actually.
1: Okay. So you
0: guys are a couple Fuji shooters.
1: Oh yeah. Yes okay. sir. Yeah.
0: I shoot Nikon. Why? Is there. <laughs> <I'm sorry>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll get to that uh, at some other time. Uh, but is there anything that you notice between different files, between different cameras, and like what you have to do to make them print better or anything like that?
1: Yeah,
2: the Fuji files are way better. <laughs> I'm, I'm switching now. Yeah, <laughs> not really. It's just color. Yeah. Each each system represents color a little bit differently, so you just have to realize that. Yeah. Because you might see a print that <laughs> Kevin's taken, a print that you've taken of the same subject, and your colors are kinda completely different.
0: Yeah. Do you have anything to say about the color that your specific Fuji puts out?
2: Well, it's fantastic.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Do you know do you know about his Fuji?
1: Yeah, it's it's you it's uh, IR converted. Yeah. Right? Well, that's one of them, yes. Yes. <laughs> is it UVIR converted, or is it just...
2: Uh... It said super color converted.
1: Okay, interesting. So the, <laughs> for those who aren't aware, you can actually get the one of... You, you can have your camera converted to infrared so that it's capturing the infrared spectrum, um, and, and then you'd have to use an infrared filter, correct, in order to, to capture that, or no?
2: No, because that, that's the whole idea of the conversion. Ah, uh, okay, so the filter is on the sensor yep got it so you don't have to worry about that the biggest thing i can say is if you're going to get into infrared use a mirrorless camera because you do not have to have your lenses calibrated because Uh, it will do point yep so if you're if you're doing a mirrored lens or a mirrored camera to uh, convert every lens that you use on it will have to be sent with the camera yep get calibrated and then you cannot use that with your regular camera yeah because you won't be able to focus
1: and I, I think on Fuji cameras, when you get them converted, there is no anti aliasing filter to remove when they go through that process, which is a filter that's found on most bear array CMOS sensors. Yeah. Um, because Fuji uses the Xtrans CMOS rather than Bayer. Yeah.
0: It's extra aliased. So. Oh, <laughs> wow, weirdo. <laughs> All right. With that, we're going to
1: close it out. Tom's getting goofy, um, as a challenge this week, uh, I want to let you guys know that we have some hybrid classes coming up on, um, preserving your memories, uh, with Matt Marash, he's doing a printing, uh, a preserve your memories, printing class. It is hybrid. So you can take it online. You can take it in person. It's on December 1st. It's at three thirty. Um, and if you want to take the uh, printing version of that, it's a week later on December 8th, uh, at, again at three thirty. Um, and these are either online or in-person hybrid classes. So the first one's scanning,
0: and the second one's printing.
1: Correct, yeah. And cool. he and he's got a he's got a third one too. It's going to be on video, um, because some people are are with everything going on and wanting to uh, memorialize their family members. They'll actually put a video camera in front of them and and start asking them questions kind of documentary style so oh cool. Um, he'll have a whole series on these preserving memories. Um, first one's scanning, second one's printing, December yeah. 1st and December 8th
0: And Matt's kind of been your been developing some cool stuff in the imaging area recently in terms of the processes and all that too.:
2: We've got a new scanning system for film yeah that utilizes a 62 megapixel camera. And he's done uh, some testing, and it's, at its best, is fairly close to drum scans.
1: Oh, it's so cool. That thing is so freaking cool. And
2: and on the note of his classes, he's one of the people that I learned from.
1: Oh. Oh, yeah? Nice. Very cool. Um, With that said, if you guys want to show us what you've got, we'll feature you on our social media or in the next episode. Send in uh, your biggest print, your smallest print, a print that you've made that you've gifted to somebody, um, maybe your favorite print, your oldest print, or tell us about how you like to print or uh, you know, how, how Andy has helped you out, and uh, we'll feature you either on our social media or in our next episode or both. Definitely. With, with that said, I want to give a big shout-out to Mr. Andy Hoppy. Thank you so much for uh, talking with us today, man. No yeah, problem. Thanks
2: for hanging out. Yeah. Thanks for having me. And so everybody knows, if you need some prints done, you can contact me at the imaging at M-P-E-X.com email. If you want to send me your files through there, I can get uh, prints for you. I can give you estimates. A lot of good information.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Let you know about ratios. <laughs> yes,
1: yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, and as always, you can listen to us uh, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, wherever you find all your favorite podcasts. Share those images uh, with us uh, on Instagram at, at Two Weird Camera Beards. You can tag us or you can shoot us a DM. You can slide into our DMs uh, or at MPEX underscore photo underscore video on Instagram. You can also send those to us via email at the number two weird camera beards at mpex.com
0: and a special thanks to our magical and marvelous executive producer Mattddi O'Neill uh, the president of Midwest photo Moisha Applebaum VP of Midwest photo Ken Lewis the two of those guys give us free reign of this of the place when we need to record and <laughs> we really appreciate that uh, and then Andy thank you for thanks again for joining us No problem yeah. That was fun, and was I do not have a quote for us this this week. So, I, I you know
1: what? I'm going to quote Andy. Yeah, I'm going to quote Andy. Ratios, ratios, ratios. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there we go. There it is. All right. We'll see you guys next time. See ya. All right. Is there any other joking you want to do, or do you want me to cut this off?